0: Welcome back, Wing we It Podcast, goosedigital.com. Episode. Alex, I don't even remember our episodes anymore. 29. 29. 29? Are we in the 20s or the 30s? I'm going to shoot for 29, and you're going to bring me back down to reality. Hmm. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Robin Kroll. Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani.
1: Guys, okay. it's been a while. Yeah. I've missed you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has It has been. We, uh, we were we were taking a pause we were right Mm. we we... needed some inspiration we needed some inspiration and now we're we're gonna figure actually that's not the case we've been so busy that uh, and that's not an excuse chris okay because we've been we've been telling (laughs) that to our our prospects
1: (laughs) you're too busy to do marketing and sales or look robin and i spent we spent some time this week at elevate here in toronto and i'm I'm inspired
2: yeah i feel inspired about a lot of things from this week
0: Mm -hmm. um all right so this is uh this is going to be a different one and we're going to try this out because this is content marketing 2019 i think 2.0 no 3.0
1: responsive content marketing, yeah
0: reactive Mm. um sarah mcnamara from
3: maybe mcnamara Mm, you tell me that's mcnamara mike
0: is it Okay. Sorry, Sarah. Blew okay. that up pretty bad. Um, well, Sarah is at uh, Cloudera right now. Been been at a number of different organizations. Pardot certified and um, a number of different marketing automation platforms. So we, we follow her. I follow her on, on LinkedIn. Put together a, an intriguing post on The support provided by marketing automation platform vendors. So that got us thinking. I I replied to the post. That got us thinking and sort of talking about this because we, you know, we've seen the support evolve over the years in all of these different systems, all the kind of top five systems, top four systems, and um, and we know the role that kind of support plays. And we thought this was interesting to sort of. compare and contrast our experience as well as um, talk a bit about what you should expect, I think, from these vendors and what, so it goes on to say that like, you know, building out a a capable marketing automation practice is expensive. I mean, the rules now are getting, um, especially in sort of competitive areas, getting expensive to have a senior map on your team and um, the vendors themselves offer a level of support but the sort of conversation is around should vendors charge more money and provide even more support or should they charge less money and you get your support from either internal consultants or partners. So I'm going to open it up a bit and just say like what's maybe our experience been so far with sort of frontline support on some of these platforms. Maybe Kevin, start with you.
1: Yeah, and we've seen this with a number of clients too across different industries, but I think in, in my mind there's a really big difference between um, sort of product and feature support and strategic support. And I don't really know if it's reasonable to expect uh, a sales force and act on a mercado whoever to to go in and understand their client's business relative Mm -hmm. to the role technology is supposed to play in fueling growth and and customer comms and and all that stuff. Right. I think so that's part one. Part two of my thoughts would be this is a relatively emerging or or new industry. And so we don't have um, part no. Ecosystems totally fleshed out, whereas you see in more mature industries. You do, and the, the role of a partner to help bring that strategy to life, knowing the tools, technologies, and being experts in a particular vertical or two—that's really where it comes in. So I think what we're feeling is an increased need for um, call it support, like consultants and partners, to continue to flesh out with the end user what they're trying to do. That's a lot there, but
3: yeah, well, I yeah. like th- I like the call out because. We're seeing a lot of people who are losing their marketing automation resource. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like we get a call because uh, such and such a person left. left. Yeah. So I wonder if they left because they were being asked to do stuff with the marketing automation platform. So there's an idea that somebody had that was like, you know, good idea, sounded good. But to make that happen within the marketing automation platform, which is again, as Kevin's saying, is like it's it's new. It needs to sort of tie into all of these other Martech pieces that are out there. It's like it's it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. something that you can just sort of bring a, a smart technical resource in and just make that happen. So you know we're seeing a lot of uh, churn, uh, turnover, yeah. a lot of turnover in that uh, in that area. Um, and, and so, you know, again, we, we get sort of brought in sometimes with, um, you know, I don't want to say a half-baked strategy, but I want to say something that is, um, that needs some more work, something that needs to be maybe a little bit, there needs to be a little bit more.
0: We almost kind of take it back to the beginning and say, yeah, I mean, how many times have we got, uh, got a call and, you know, we've had named the platform for a year and a half and, Individual brought it in. They're no longer here. And we were kind of just getting rolling or to the point where now we're sort of have to prove the value of, of this thing Yeah, and and they're gone and then we're looking at it saying well on top of that I think you kind of need to sort of go back to the drawing board on some of these things because they were either flawed to begin with or um, They're never gonna work. So
1: even um, in organizations where the, the either the people or person who brought in the technology I mm-hmm. um, even then a lot of times the original vision isn't fulfilled either things have changed or that original vision was a bit um there's some immediate use cases then once those were accomplished the the rest of the vision hadn't been painted and i think again it's these these people they have a day job and they don't know the tools inside and out to know all the things that it could do to support the business they do know the business challenges but again they they don't know the tools like very rarely do we speak to prospects clients, anyone's and they and they say, we know this tool inside and out and all the things it can do. I think that's our role is to help bring some of those needs to life.
2: And I'm gonna go back to uh, Chris's point about strategy, right? Because this whole, you know, you flip on a switch and suddenly this technology is, you know, driving growth or doing everything that you need it to mm-hmm. do. And it just doesn't happen. That's not how it that's not how it works. Um, you know, you need to have a strategy which is aligned with the business but it's also a strategy that can then be implemented through the technology um and and i've never seen i've never seen that that work in one single person right there it's 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 a different skill set um, and I just think of how we work with our clients on really understanding their strategy and then, you know, figuring out how to implement the technology. And if you think, you know, calling up a customer support, um, at, uh, you know, where your map platform is that that person doesn't understand the strategy. So you're asking no, them to enough. resolve something, but they don't know it's what you're really context. trying to accomplish. Yeah.
0: So then, you, then they get frustrated because they're like, well, you know, I thought, that program was supposed to work this way. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're, you know, so you're putting them in a really tough spot, mm-hmm. I think. To, now if the system's buggy, or if it's That's a, a training thing, issue, I right? think.
1: But support as right. a broad term for, let's just say marketing technology, it's just, it's about the worst word ever. Cause what does it yeah. mean? Does it mean strategic, technical, yeah. problem solving? Yeah, it's usually,
2: and, and typically in, in a software company uh, or a technology company, support is going to be making sure the functionality actually works, sure. right? You push this sure. button, it actually happens. Something deploys. It's not about saying, well, is my strategy actually going to work um, by pushing mm-hmm. this button? That that That's not support.
1: Now, something else, Chris, that you mentioned I, I kind of wanted to go back to was um, churn and sort of reasons for churn. And I think part of it could be, you know, someone's in a role. It's a really tough role. They're not in a position to really be successful in the role. But I also think probably more common is the, um, the new battlefront for talent, right? And people who are really good at these platforms, they're being called and poached and recruited. Um, and those are high-paying jobs with lots of opportunity, and it's a competitive marketplace to go and acquire that talent. And there aren't that many of them out there. So if you are, I don't know, like a tech startup, you're well-funded, and you want to go build an in-house marketing ops team with specializations around CRM, marketing automation, and possibly emerging other marketing technologies you're willing to pay for that and so yeah or or you know i think that that's
0: also you know we'll we'll stick on the on the map platform but maybe we can talk later about um alternatives you know like which is where i think organizations like ours coming in to sort of help mitigate that risk Mm -hmm. to some degree right if you are Mm -hmm. if you are going to build that out you and and and, because i don't think the I think it's hard to keep these people in inside the business sometimes they they get in there and then they but if you look at um uh what the vendor should do i think it is reasonable for them to offer quality support and potentially other options like i know not all map vendors are going to go this direction but i think you can have a higher onboarding service that maybe is a paid service which we've seen out there obviously um, and maybe some other strategic accelerators that could come up where you're brought, maybe they bring consultants that they trust or maybe on their team to help in that early stage of planning. Uh, you don't see that as often. You know, oh. We've done a bit of that with Acton to um, carve off six that make sense. Um, but I think that's ultimately part of the challenge. If we say, and we see this every day with our clients, so a new customer onboarding drip you know, and that's a program that marketing's goal is to develop, you know, the the new customers that come through and whatever their strategic strategic objective is in that base. Well, that varies heavily from customer to customer. So even, even calling up a vendor and saying, I'm trying to build a new customer drip and I'm having an issue. It's like, it's a can of worms. Mm-hmm. Like well, what, what exactly what does that mean to, to do, your right? business? Right. And yeah, if you've got, you know, CS perfect crm half use crms you know data that's this or that like it really it really does um i think make a, a challenge for a vendor to offer you know the level of support that people might and we're seeing that in how frustrated they are looking at moving systems
3: mm-hmm. yeah you know we can almost say that um you know whether it was uh you know 30 years ago, it was accounting systems or maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it was a CRM, but the same process takes place. The first thing is let's get one of these systems in here because it's going to, you know, make everything easier and smoother and better. So they bring it in, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. They have to redo it. They choose another one, whatever. They go through that process. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the CRM. It was like, oh, CRM, that was the newest thing to have. It was a platform you could use. People brought it in. They didn't properly support it. As a result, there was churn there. There was all kinds of learning and so forth. So now what do you have? you got CRM administrators. Uh, you know, sort of it's, it's a new industry. yeah, The same thing. We're just in the very early stage on the marketing automation side. We're in that early stage of people testing and trying and seeing what do they need to invest in in order to make it work properly. I think we're going to wind up in the same situation, which is you need to properly support that marketing automation platform through the strategy mm-hmm. that, you, that you have already gone through with your accounting system and your CRM and yep. then it all comes together. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know, similarly on the CRM or some of those, you know, other systems in the in, inside the business that have really taken hold over the years, I think you are seeing a graduated approach to resource, um, to, to the cost of those resources now. Like, you know, yeah, superstar map resource that can pull everything together and have everything from a strategic to tactical question and, and, and draw a project up those are hard to come by right now. Mm-hmm. And and I think what we've done successfully in our business is we, you know, you know the only way we can sort of operate is to have graduate l- levels of roles here. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a world where it's kind of maybe where I disagree a little bit with, with the conversation about needing a super high-priced resource. I think, you know, companies need to be careful that they're not held hostage by really high-priced resources, but at the same time that, they get that strategic support which is where i like the idea for some vendors to offer that because i think they can bring it in in a smaller chunk it's not a you know 80 80 100 i don't know what kind of salary ranges are out there in in the u.s where it could be very expensive to have these resources you know it might be a eight thousand dollar engagement where you can sit down with somebody's senior and plot that out and allow your your team of of uh, more intermediate marketers to play a level of a role there, right Kev?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking, and we've kind of talked about the themes Chris talked about just now. We've done that in the past too, where we said, you know, in in five, 10 years time, you're going to have marketing automation admins internally for large enterprise organizations. And I think if you scroll through, I'll just use Salesforce as an example, right? You see like Salesforce administrator, but you might even see things like, because they're about 10, 15 years ahead, of where marketing automation is from an adoption standpoint, you might see Salesforce junior administrator, right? So mm-hmm. to your point around tiered sort of levels of experience. so you could say, well, you know, our organization doesn't have an appetite to go and hire a, a super admin of Marketo, but maybe we want like a junior Marketo admin, and we will empower that individual with like a sort of like a, a connection to a consultancy or an agency with expertise, where it's like that lifeline, where they have support for things they need, do more with augmentation, or even on a higher strategic level, whatever, right?
2: Yeah, and I was thinking exactly along those lines. That you know, we talk about this this one individual, but perhaps that's not the solution, right? Mm-hmm. It it's um, you know, it's it's a, a, a two tiered or, or more of a team approach, and similar to what we do as well is that. We have, um, you know, there's the strategy, and then there's the technology. But if they're working together. We really have the best of both worlds. And so, if you think of from a support perspective, um, you can have people who have that deep understanding of the platform, mm-hmm. but then you have that value-added service. That's the strategy, and um, being able to provide both of those—that—that's really the the best solution, right?
3: I have a question for you guys.
1: I'm turning the tables on Mike, but. I was having this conversation with um someone the other day and we were talking about the right mix and i think it varies organization to organization depending on internal skill sets and expertise but we both agreed that the right solution is probably a combination of internal skills as mm-hmm. well as outsourced mm-hmm. so you know the in-source outsource conversation but what is that right balance like how do you answer that if someone asks maybe i'll start with mike
0: yeah um, yeah, well, I think it um, it's it's a good question. I think you know outsourcing your strategy is is a challenging is a challenging one. I think mm-hmm. you can. Have, well, actually,
1: let's say just outsourcing the execution, like the technical elements of these these platforms.
0: Oh, just just the just the outsourcing. Um, I think like how you know how we approach it. So I would go with how we typically approach these situations. That. Um, you should look at outsourcing the most challenging components. So the hardest things to insource, right? So mm-hmm. building emails, tweaking emails, building simple landing pages, outsourcing that can be great. And and maybe that's a bandwidth or a tmog, like you said, just to sort of provide um, bench if you're, if you're going through a project. But that's the easiest thing to insource, right? You can bring people almost out of school to be all over creating very engaging, um, content and, and, and the creative and, and the, and the related around it, um, trying to insource, you know, data integration and trying to insource kind of complex programs or, um, the right approach to activating kind of an audience. I think that that that'll be harder for a lot of companies. Right. And that's probably where, when they hire a marketo admin, or a Salesforce admin and that's kind of soup to nuts doing most of that, and then they, that person leaves. Now they're really stuck because they've lost mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, where the value proposition, and I think have you made a point earlier about the partner ecosystems, and that's really the value proposition of a more mature partner environment is that you know, you know they're not just there to execute what you require to have done. If you position it more along the lines of this is a SLA for mm-hmm. us to have continuity over a long period of time in this area. And maybe we'll lean on them a lot for a particular quarter and a whole lot less the next quarter. But if that partner is truly enacting more like a managed services provider, they're going to have elements within their business that ensure they can pick up where you left off. That's documentation. That's mm-hmm. the systems that that you would have as a managed service provider to have that umbilical cord or that SLA behind it. So I think that that's a model that's probably new to this industry. There's a lot of, Hey, do my project or, you know, we're super busy and outsource a bunch of work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it hasn't evolved to your point, Chris, yet to that point where and you made it as well, Kev, around the partner ecosystems to say, well, that's the type of partner. I think there's probably a lot of partners that need to be fired. I think there's still a relatively easy benchmark to get partnerships, and we're seeing some vendors wipe away a ton of partners um, or make that bar way harder to get you mm-hmm. know, that partner status so they can trust that referring these people in, um, which you have seen in other more mature industries.
1: That's a good answer. I don't know what you guys would answer now? Mike took all the good parts. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to answer
2: it a slightly different way, only in that I don't think the, um, you know, the in-source, outsource, instead of, you know, thinking of that sort of like a dividing line, but it can think about it as a progression as well, and that's something that we always talk about with our customers as well, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that it could be, you know, to get up and running, to get everything executed, let's say, for the first 12 months, it might make sense to outsource that. Mm -hmm. But gradually, as there are some more repetitive processes and as an, an internal team starts to learn mm-hmm. they can gradually bring things back in-house and that that's another way of looking at it
1: Do you know what's interesting is we've seen this with a few of our clients but i kind of felt a few years ago i would have made a bet that we'd see it a lot more which is we'd be involved in some of the job creation or like the mm-hmm. elements of various roles that are going to be in put into growing departments that would incorporate some of the things that the agency Did initially to your point we haven't done that a whole lot in some cases we've even been part of maybe just meet someone for five minutes and just say hey does seem like a good fit kind of thing but i would have thought we'd be involved in more of that with some of our clients who really do rely on marketing automation
2: think some of the bigger clients we've done a little bit but you're right it it, it, and Mm -hmm. you know i like to think of that in a positive way is that the businesses are growing that perhaps they're using those internal resources for things like mike said strategy things that really have Mm -hmm. to stay internal so you know and liking the way the partnership works there's a certain amount of a trust that's already been built up and just saying let's continue with that with the outsource and we're gonna you know look at Different and newer things from an in-source resource. Yeah,
0: I think I think the challenge with the vendors Which is kind of where this started off the vendors charging More and more money and thousands and thousands more Potentially is that it's it might be perceived as a higher barrier to entry Mm. Um, And you know, so but I think more importantly for for the customer to understand that like successful onboarding isn't free Right. So, yes, you can have access to the platform and, you know, there's a turn on. But then beyond that, activating that and getting that properly set up, that onboarding component, there is if you don't have the skill sets, well, then you need to find those skill sets, either paying for them from the vendor or. So I think there's a bit of a risk in, in, you know, vendors kind of rushing to charges. I also think that a lot of the vendors and some of the comments in here were. Um, You know, they're product companies, to your point, Robin. Like, they're there to make sure the feature set set works. They're there to provide publicly accessible training documentation. And, you know, if you're so inclined to be a professional in the space, go take their certification and really know how to use their platform as well. The challenge, you know, being a greenfield, still a very greenfield environment with lots of churn, is that ultimately that that doesn't help them. I mean, 83%, I think that was a stat that we were looking at recently. Of people that were surveyed, marketers that were surveyed are looking to change their platform. Mm-hmm. And we like to say that like the best users and the worst users are using the same system. So yep. exactly. that's not a platform problem, right?
1: It's it's the well, implementation I, usage. Yeah, and I was smiling when you were talking about the cost for a good implementation. And I, my attitude is, it's always going to cost an organization. So you either pay for it up front to get it done right the first time, you are going to pay for it possibly later in opportunity costs and missed. Or you're just going to end up replatforming in a year, year and a half because that wasn't the tool for us and we need the new one. Mm-hmm. But one way or another, you are paying for it.
0: Yeah.
3: Interesting.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, hopefully this is uh, um, going to be some value. I think you just maybe in closing, some some recos. Like how would we, you know, Chris, you're getting phone calls every day from another company that's either lost somebody or is looking to augment their team. Like what would you say in terms of, Obviously, the onboarding is key. We already got that. If you're rolling this out for the first time, get a professional onboarding.
3: Well, the one thing I think that's that's positive is that I think I think uh, organizations are looking at what what's ha- like when something like that happens. I think that's a good thing when uh, a, a medium or, or or middle to large company is 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 losing people in that in that area. It's like they, they don't. It's not like oh, we'll just sort of find somebody else to pu- to plug the hole. We're finding them thoughtful Mm -hmm. about what it is that they're going to do. A lot of times they are sort of, you know, having another look out there at, at what is out there, which I think is, which I think is really good. Um, but I do think that, you know, just the place that we are at right now in this, um, evolving marketing automation, um, world is that there is, um, uh, the vendors are, are largely, you know, uh, Uh, pushing software and Mm -hmm. the partners like us are looking to make sure that those, that those platforms are doing the things that are expected of them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have somebody sort of taking ownership over the, uh, the outcome, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be struggling with justifying that, that subscription in a year Mm -hmm. or two years time. So it's like, that's where I think the expertise around the marketing automation platform has to be identified. If it's not internal, then it better be out outsourced, mm-hmm. um, and that's the that's the element that I think a lot of organizations are are finding um, that you know they obviously don't they don't have that that uh, resource internally they need to find somebody that they can rely on in the longer term make sure that they get the value out of the platform so
1: you're talking like an actual roadmap not only of either use cases to solve for or, or things that it needs to do it being the marketing automation platform but secondary to that is who would be responsible for that whether it's an internal resource or whether it's an external outsource thing, oh, the, an agency could help with items three and four. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's, we look at, I think the cost is interesting because the cost of these platforms is low relative to the um, human resource element that is is involved to drive them, right? Definitely. And I think that's to your point, pushing software and then we're catching 100 hundred mile an hour curveballs balls of well, what was sold and how is this actually mm-hmm. going to add value inside your business and what you did that, that was what you thought it was going to do and yeah well it probably can do that but that's a x amount of of services to actually go make that happen and the client's like well wait we never really understood that so yeah i think if you're if you're considering marketing automation or you have it or you're looking at it i think having a budget associated with it whether that's um, an internal headcount, which may not be the right thing for you, to your point, Robin, if you can't kind of b- build all those pieces around the edges, at the very least, having a budget to go support it in the right way. Um, and then I think relying on, um, you know, maybe the vendors don't have a lot of people they can refer you to, but relying hopefully on your partner that you're choosing to make the best decisions on how to use your hours if it's going to be for, like you said, higher level work, Kev, kind of like versus the. Building an email work, then mm. that that's something that you know you're using your, your, your time and your budget wisely. Okay, well that's good. We'll throw this in the. Uh, we're gonna put it right in the thread. We're gonna hijack this thread. This is pretty good. I think that this one um, what's well, got 34, uh, 34 likes and twenty five comments. So we're don't looking she's an to inspiration. boost inspiration. Right, she is
3: a total inspiration. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks for thanks Sarah for uh, for giving us some inspiration.
3: <laughs> Thanks.
2: Bye, everyone. <laughs>